Kiora, welcome. Heidi Mai. Am I using all the right terms? Good today, Maori. Thank you. Liking that. Yep. Welcome to Run Adjacent Podcast. My name's Mal. I have been on quite a few of the other ones, just co-hosting, and today I am hosting with Miss Hannah. Hannah, can you tell me a little bit about how things are going with your training no, to Sydney don't Marathon? Want to talk about it. <laughs> we are. Oh. How many days out? Eight. Eight. Eight days out. Eight days. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I don't know when I was last on here, but I don't think I was injured then, was I? (laughs) No. My calf injury is contagious and you caught it. (laughs) Yeah, so I recently injured myself, so things aren't going as well as they were. But I feel like many people will be able to relate to that. Well, you included, Mel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mel's made a dramatic comeback and I've gone the other way so um i'm just trying to recover and i'm trying to be smart and trying to make it to the start line in a somewhat okay condition but we'll see how we go i'm not going to be silly about it if i can run i can run if i can't i would rather not be out for the next year yeah mm. i think that's smart exactly yeah that's kind of i mean that's exactly what i had to do too where initially i was like oh can't run the marathon and then yeah, you just kind of got to play it by ear. For our sponsor today, we have Trek Trail and Fish. Their address is 4 Wakeland Street. Thank you. I was like, is it Walkland? <laughs> <laughs> 4 Wakeland Street. They're up in Camo. Yeah. Um, please come and check them out. I love talking to Des about shoes, and he is wonderful uh, to talk about choose with um and they also have some killer good flapper jacks so come check them out uh today we are super duper lucky we have ellen mcgrath with us she studied at massey university got her bachelor's of science majoring in human nutrition she minored in genetics so we're here to chat with her about running and nutrition some of the races she's ran previously are the Kitty Kitty Half and the Fungaday Half. Welcome, welcome. Good to be here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else that I missed with the introduction? When did, I guess I should have asked, when did you graduate? Uh, 2020. Okay. 2021. Cool. Uh, not that long ago. Okay, <laughs> sweet. Why did you get into nutrition? What made you want to get into nutrition? Interest. I started out studying applied science, like lab tech kind of direction, but the nutrition was really interesting. So it was the genetics, Mm. but I chose nutrition because it's more applicable to life. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's so cool. What exactly is a nutritionist? Someone that does education and coaching for food and diet pretty much. Um, not medical advice though. We're not dietitians. Mm. Um, there's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't know the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist. Eh? Mm. Dietitian is medical. It's yeah. yeah, it's clinical practice, and there's even a bit of confusion there with the nutritionist because it's not a restricted title, so anybody can call themselves a nutritionist. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, you got to, if you're looking for a good nutritionist, you want one that's registered. So they've got a minimum level of education and they've got experience. They've had some mentoring. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
Okay. Is that something to look out for then if you're looking to reach out for a nutritionist? Yes. Yeah. Checking that they're registered? Yeah. How, what's the name of, like, how do you know? It, they should have registered nutrition as their, ah, as okay. what they, like, you can't call yourself registered unless you are, and that's okay. registration with the nu- Nutrition Society of New Zealand. Registration of nutrition yeah. <laughs> of New Zealand? <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Something to look for. So, sorry, Ellen, just back to the running side of things. How long have you been running? 10 to 15 years. Wow. But not nice. seriously or yeah. consistently. Yeah. Is that just like you do other things as well? And yeah. And you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, running has been my main fitness thing, but it's just not very consistent. Mm, yeah. Oh, no, that's cool. That's are you, awesome. Are you training for anything in specific? Finger right half at the moment. Oh, like next coming week. Up. Like yeah, like the next week. Yeah, like yeah. not like in a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. How, hey, how's that going? Are you, have you been uh, injured? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's because you're a nutritionist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she totally. knows what to do. That's where we went wrong. We're yeah. going to become nutritionists <laughs> and then we wouldn't be injured. <laughs> but I'm a nutritionist, not a sports performance right. or, yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. coach. Or, yeah, yeah. So, but no, it's yeah. like. How is your training go? Or like, it, how did it go with? It is going pretty well, yeah. Hopefully, I'm going to be able to beat my previous time at the Fungary Half, which is two hours 50. Mm hmm. So that's the goal. Beat that and yeah. I'll be happy. Oh, sweet. And cool. hopefully I'll keep running after that and not just be like, yeah, I've done I've done that again and stop running all summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was the two hour 51 at the Fondry Half? Yeah, it was. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. To go back to more nutrition-y questions. So a big one, what are your some general recommendations around just everyday fueling when you are, let's say, like training for a marathon or a half marathon? What are some fueling recommendations? So is this in terms of do you know your energy requirements and how to meet them or? Yeah, I feel like to start out with it would be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so knowing, knowing your own energy requirements is pretty hard because most of the time is it's literally just an estimate and it can be... Uh, not too accurate i have a lot of energy so how do i know that what do i how do you know your energy requirements yeah can you work them out Is you can way? you yeah. can work it out there are a few ways to calculate it but again it's an estimate so it's only yeah. going to give you in the ballpark guideline kind of numbers what and are it, some examples of how you would work it out have you so using like body weight and age bmi yeah. and then activity level the more accurate one would be to use Fat, your fat-free mass, so knowing your body fat percentage, mm. that's a more a- accurate way of calculating it. Yeah. But obviously we don't always get to know our body fat percentage. Yeah. Mm, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But there, there's plenty of like calculators for it online and okay. the nutrition reference values, they have a calculator on that website for mm. looking it up and seeing where you fall based off your age, gender, and body weight. Okay. And then activity level. Cool. And so that's probably where you would start is first yeah. figuring out your energy requirement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The trick there is that you get the same error when you try and track. Mm. And that, that's a problem because you don't want to be trying to calorie count. Yeah. And like it's, it is a way to end up getting giving yourself an eating disorder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. a better practice is, yes, have an idea, 
have an idea of what the energy content is in your current common foods Mm -hmm. and then it's more self-awareness and by feel so you shouldn't be hungry all the time Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be stuffing yourself full on the other side Mm. but yeah it's it's a big practice and self-awareness of how much am i eating um how do i feel yeah sorry can i just interject and ask a question Mm. um lately i've been having like real bad like sugar cravings in Mm. the evenings what as a nutritionist, what would that? What does that mean to you? Um, if someone's w- having those kind of, I would say as a solution for that, it's eating more protein earlier in the day is going to help control your blood sugar and help even out the fluctuations in it. Are you still drinking those tank those tanks every morning? Those no. protein tanks? Yes. Yeah, see, that's why Hayden. Gosh, <laughs> what is tank? What, what what is a tank? You know, like a tank smoothie. <laughs> So Hayden oh, was like uh, getting a protein shake from Tank every morning, fruit, weren't you? Is it a protein yeah. smoothie or is it a fruit smoothie? No, it's protein. He gets the protein okay. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but then the protein powder gives you like weird shits. I think that's a you problem. That's a you problem. It doesn't happen to me. <laughs> that's fine. Okay. No, that's you, Mel. Oh, great. I think you need to switch to like, well, Ellen might be able to tell us, but like yeah. maybe you're having a reaction to whey or something because I, I switched to almond protein and I reckon that's... That's better. true. I hate pea protein. Yeah. But so, the whey protein I don't like either. So what that what do you so, think do you think what do you think that is that she's having? Yeah, that that's a problem solving of just trying different things and yeah. seeing how you feel. Can you mm. talk a little bit more about protein than because Or about macros, like in general? Because yeah. that's a massive thing, right? Out in the world of fitness mm-hmm. at the moment, it's like, Oh, have you met your macros? And I'm like, What are my macros? I don't know. <laughs> So macronutrients are your three main protein, fat, and carbohydrate. There's a couple of ways you can think of it. You can think of it in terms of percentage of your energy requirement. So some people will say eat protein should provide 15 to 25 or 20, 25 of your total energy consumption is not a really good way to think about it because Mm. you don't want to be going off energy consumption as we talked about just before, is you don't want to be calorie counting mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. Another way to think of it is as per grams per body per kilo body weight. So the general population recommendations are 0.8 of a gram per kilo of body weight. And then you go up from there, especially if you're exercising. So those recommendations tend to be on a little on the low side, we could say 1.2 grams or 1.5 grams of a, protein, a protein per okay. kilo of body weight. For an athlete? Or, you, I mean, you, anyone in, could. In, but in general, yeah. yeah. So if you were an athlete, would you suggest that you be eating on the higher side of that? Yeah, on yeah. the higher end of that. Yeah. And this, again, is dependent by how you feel and mm-hmm. your tolerance for it. Because mm-hmm. if you have... If you've got issues consuming protein, like you've got a bit of a um, weigh intolerance or something like that, then, of course, you've got to take that into consideration. Like, you don't want to be feeling off all the time. You mm. want to find a protein that you like, that you can consume. And if you can't do it in those kind of quantities, well, you're going to do your best. But yeah. Yeah. And there's not like a hierarchy of like best proteins, or is yeah, there? Yeah, there, yeah, there can be. Like yes. Okay. Not all proteins yeah. are equal. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Tell us which ones are good. Tank. And bad, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
it's not so much a question of good or bad it's about optimizing but Mm. protein is made up of different amino acids and depending on where you get your protein from it's going to have a different distribution of those amino acids Mm. so some of them are considered complete proteins and some are not so egg is a really good example of a complete protein whereas beans and rice they can be on the lower end of some of those amino acids but I heard if you combine like quinoa and beans, then like that would create a complete protein. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are, there are combinations like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In, in general, you absorb animal protein better than, than the vegetable yeah. protein sources. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Hayden said we could take over this podcast, but he has another question. Wow. So. What, about, yeah. what about fried chicken and rice with mayonnaise on top? Is that a complete protein? <laughs> Just are you go optimizing of, yourself of right now? all his favorite meals and ask if they are okay. <laughs> Should we just go through a meal plan of Hayden's yeah. <laughs> at this point? Oh my uh, gosh. The, the chicken is a complete protein. Yeah. But eating it fried might not be a good idea. <laughs> but it, that is true though. Like chicken and rice, I feel like, are really common yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken, yeah. chicken, brown rice, and broccoli. Yes, yeah. like, that's the bodybuilders. That's the bodybuilders yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Not but, the runner thing. Less so. <laughs> yeah. So, like, can we talk about that though? Like, I suppose, like, since this is a running podcast, what would you sort of recommend? Mm. I guess in terms of macronutrients and sort of like, you know, how how many carbs? Um, you know, you should be eating as an athlete. And because there's a lot of um, rhetoric, I guess, out there about low carb diets and yeah. like all these sorts of things. So it would just be interesting to know. Yeah. So um, yeah. in in general, a healthy diet is going to provide you with the essentials that you need. So that's your protein, your vitamins, your minerals, essential fatty acids. And then on top of that, you add in your energy. And that is however you're more comfortable adding it in. So if that's more carbohydrate or more fat, it's up to you as personal preference. You will always get higher performance with carbohydrate. You can do some amount of fat adaption, but that's still like that's still being researched. Hmm. Performance-wise, you want to go carbohydrate. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Awesome. So some best recommendations for eating and drinking before a big race, like a marathon, an ultra, but even maybe a 5K – um, should I be eating a giant bowl of spaghetti before a race? Well, Mel. Yep. <laughs> are you superstitious? <laughs> Am I ever? <laughs> then eat the bowl of spaghetti. Oh, and the three bagels. Um, <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. But what if, so I guess to go back with like carb. So back, back to the question. Depends on the, the length of the race, the duration as to how big a meal you're going to have mm-hmm. and then personal preference as to whether you're going like four hours before the race or an hour before the race. And of course, the sooner you eat, the bigger the meal, mm-hmm. the closer to the race, the smaller the meal. In terms of the macros in that meal, mm-hmm. you do want to go higher carb, low fat, low fiber. Yeah. You should talk a little bit about low fiber. I feel like, mm. I don't know, the week before a race or even like a few days yeah. before. Yeah. So there. The reason we say low fat, low fiber for a pre-race meal is because it's easier on your gut Mm -hmm. to not have emergencies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the main reason for it. And that can, that can go into a few days before as well Mm -hmm. as to, um, 
you know, just reducing the residue in your gut mm-hmm. um, yeah. by eliminating the fiber for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. So that's the like I, the issue that many runners have, do you think, when they mm. get like mm. gut issues? Yeah, it, it is fairly common. Yeah. Um, there are ways to minimize that, though. Okay. Um, by changing the proportions of like reducing the fiber, going more refined carbohydrates. And there's a difference between the fibers as well. So you have insoluble fiber and soluble fiber, and they have different effects. So insoluble fiber is going to speed you up. Speed you up, like have the runs? Bell, bell movements Lots speed you movement. up. It's yep. not going to make you run faster. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. uh, insolubles. A, a soluble fiber is going to slow everything down a little mm. bit can you what's an ex, like a soluble fiber is a so soluble um you're looking at something like oats is a soluble mm. fiber so, which you people eat i feel like a lot in the morning of the race I yeah. Do. yeah yeah you go with oats yeah yeah good choice okay and then an insoluble an insoluble is more of your like a beetroot possibly um but yeah you're you're fresher fruit and veg type thing so your leafy greens capsicum these kind of onion onions bad like don't do that before a race i'll ask on behalf of hayden what about a crumpet yeah crumpet would be a good option yeah 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 Yeah. that's a refined carb yeah yeah cool so we had our bowl of spaghetti the night before i've eaten breakfast in the morning now i am racing do you have some specific recommendations around fueling and running a race like a high yeah as going for performance yes. race as opposed to training mm-hmm. yeah so if it's less than 30 minutes you're not going to get any benefit mm-hmm. so short race you're just sprinting well 30 minutes isn't a sprint is it no. <laughs> yeah but you're not going to get any benefit in in a race under 30 minutes you're just going to interfere with your race so if you if I had a gel and raced for thirty minutes, then the, the gel there was really no reason. If to. you're having the gel beforehand, mm-hmm. yeah, you might get some benefit. Okay, but the, I, I don't. I've never actually used gels, so I don't know how much that can upset your stomach just before racing. Mm-hmm. Like trying to eat just before going for a run. Like this is practice it first. Mm-hmm. Don't try it on race day. Yeah. yeah. Um. So between like an hour, two hours, you're looking at like. 30 grams of carbohydrate per hour. And then up over two hours, you're increasing that up to like 60 grams of carbohydrate. Per hour or? Yeah, per hour. So, and yeah, you are going to start that slightly earlier. So you're not going to get to the hour mark and go, okay, now I need to start. You might want to be starting before that. Mm. And then when you get up into that higher length of like two and a half mm-hmm. plus hours, then for you're you're looking at like 90 grams of carbohydrate per hour which is a lot and this is this is dependent on intensity so the faster you're going the more you're going to need to go higher in that range yeah yeah i have a gel in front of me and it's 22 grams of carbs for uh well it's a goo uh so if i was taking one goo and i wanted 30 you said 30 grams an hour? 30 grams an hour. So that would be like taking one an hour. Okay. But then again, with increasing intensity, you'd you, be taking... You might want to go higher with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I found with training, 
there it was quite interesting because I would know with tolerating the gels whether or not like I was pushing too hard because then my stomach would get really upset and I'd get nauseous versus if I was like a little bit below heart rate and not pressing as hard, then I could handle the goo a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And it was almost like this big trial and error with fueling, I think in particular, especially with like marathoning or even, yeah, probably with just with marathoning, not with half marathoning of trying to be more prepared race day. And so you practice that an obnoxious amount for training yes. to figure out what you can handle and how many times you can handle like that amount of gel. Yeah, this this is very much a practice, practice, practice. Like try things out because you're not you might not be only relying on your goo. Mm-hmm. You can have carbohydrates in your hydration as well. Yeah. So you can mix and match depending on the conditions. Mm-hmm as to where you're getting your carbohydrates from. Yeah. Yeah. Because there'll be carbohydrates and electrolytes and a lot of the electrolyte drinks that they supply on race day. So like I've looked at the Sydney ones because I'm a type 1 diabetic, so I've got to have a really good awareness of how many carbohydrates are in what I'm consuming. definitely. And there are carbohydrates in the Sydney marathon Mm -hmm. drinks. But you can get electrolytes that do not have carbohydrates. Yes, you can. Electrolyte, yeah. Yeah, there's... Big difference between electrolytes and sports drink. Mm. So sports drink has the carbohydrates in. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I, yeah, I kind of think about, even to go back, the question about how often should I be hydrating, like during a run, and then even needing electrolytes then. I'm not very good at taking in electrolytes during my long runs, but should I, if I want to optimize performance, should I be doing that more? Yeah. What's the importance of electrolytes, I suppose? Yeah, so that depends a little bit on your base diet. So how much salt, magnesium, potassium you're taking in in okay. general. Mm-hmm. And then for electrolytes, you're only really needing that sodium out past two and a half hours. So it's not it's not a major in a shorter race. Uh-huh. Um, it, but again, this is dependent on you, like what you're – diet is in general as to how much salt you're getting in your diet as to will you get more performance from taking electrolytes that's a trial and error thing Mm -hmm. so someone that doesn't naturally consume much salt might take electrolytes and feel way better and go Mm -hmm. this is what i need Mm -hmm. whereas someone else might try it and go this doesn't make any difference yeah do do different people low lose a different amount of salt because yes. I lose so much salt my leggings after my runs sometimes are white because my, wow it's it's weird like <laughs> it's very bizarre like I lose heaps of salt in my sweat or something like yes it's gross. yeah so people have different sweat rates yeah different rates of sodium loss in their sweat mm. yeah definitely okay like, this so is if you know that about yourself then yeah. would you recommend you you need to have a higher intake of electrolytes or salt, yeah, or sodium. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's that's again that's that practice thing of yeah. I've noticed this thing. I feel better when I change what I'm doing. Keep doing it. Mm. What are the maybe best examples of some electrolytes? El- your electrolytes are just sodium, magnesium, but, and potassium. But like, where where, where do you I get can, it yeah, from? Where am I getting that? Treat trail and fish. Yeah. Tra- trail and fish. 
<laughs> no, seriously, though, they do have lots of cool electrolytes in there. I have been in there. Like, I, the one Because I, I used to use Noon, but I don't think Noon. I use Pure Nutrition. That's okay. really good. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. heaps of different brands. I suppose it's just about yeah. like being aware of ingredients, eh, Ellen, do you think? Or? Yeah, it's ingredients, it's taste. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they they also have different ratios of how much sodium they have in them. So mm. some of them will be lower in sodium. Um, some of them will be higher. But yeah, sodium is the main one. You don't have to be concerned too much about how much magnesium or potassium there is in there. Quite often you don't need it in there, but okay. it is put in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's super interesting. Yeah. Okay, so after, I guess, recovery either after training or after a race, what is important to do or consume in respect of nutrition? So rehydration is the main one for recovery. And then if you've got short turnaround times, you might want to think about prioritizing carbohydrates early. So if you're, if you're going to do another training race or another training session in like less than eight hours, then you definitely want to think about it because you want that glycogen store restored. Yeah, um, if you're going for muscle recovery, repair, you're going to prioritize the protein. But other than that, yeah, it's just back to a healthy diet. To go back to about energy requirements, and I'm wondering if there's a good way for tracking something like, because uh, I feel like, how do I put this? Oh, do you are you talking about in terms of is there a good app or like mm-hmm. some good resources to use to enable you to track your macro, macronutrients and your calorie intake? Yeah, there are some good apps around there. Around some of them are more accurate than others, mm. and some of them are easier to use. So it might just be preference how how you gel with different ones. Have you got some recommendations for apps? Yeah, I'd say Easy Diet Diary is the New Zealand Australia app. It's probably the most accurate is using our food databases rather than some of the other apps. They do use New Zealand databases, but actually I think Easy Diet Diary might be out of date. Mm-hmm. The database might not be the most up to date at the moment. Yeah. Um, do you have to use one because of your type 1 diabetes then? Yeah, I do, but I use my fitness pal. But I think like what Alan's saying, it isn't necessarily based on the New Zealand Yeah, you you have values. to be more yeah. careful with um what was it? My yeah. my fitness my fitness pal, but it yeah. does have a barcode scanner, which yeah. I'm sure all of them do. So you you yeah. can scan the you, barcode. You should you might be able to set it to say, I only want to use New Zealand and Australia databases. Right, okay, um, yeah. But I, I'm i not as familiar with that app to be able to say, yeah, yeah you can yeah. definitely do it or this is how you... And it, I yeah. have had it for years and years and years, so I'm sure, like... It's what you're used to. Things have progressed as yeah. well since I got it, and I'm not sure if really that's if that app is even common anymore, but it hmm. was when I first got it, it was, yeah. like, the main one that everyone used. Yeah, yeah. 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 I am nervous to track my food. I guess when do you think would be like, I just feel afraid about doing it. Yeah. So you, you don't want to be doing it all the time. You want to do it as a, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. So that you've got an idea and then you kind of want to just put it aside and, okay, you know, get being, being comfortable with like reading nutrition labels and stuff mm-hmm. is really useful for getting an idea of like how much energy is in a serving of something. Um, and that's where tracking with an app can be really useful because you're, you're seeing it, you're putting it in, 
um, and it's going to give you that feedback of how much energy is in different foods. Mm -hmm. And then you can just put it aside and not do it. Mm -hmm. And I suppose, too, you could see your deficiencies. Like, yes, that would kind of be the whole rationale of it anyways, is to figure out what is it that you're not getting enough of and can that help optimize it? (laughs) Yeah, so you, you track for a little while, you see what you're doing, where you're getting your nutrients from, so what your main protein sources are, where your fats are coming from, where your carbs are coming from, and that can give you an idea. And then once you've got an idea, you can say, okay, well, if I have my usual breakfast, I'm meeting my requirements. If I'm having this variety of lunches, then that's good as well. Yeah, Um, yeah. Rather than, like, you don't want to be trying to, like, weigh out food all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is where it gets, the the accuracy goes all over the place, depending on how strict you are with, yeah. like, I'm going to weigh everything out to 0.1 of a gram or, like. I just don't think that's necessary. It's not necessary. And, I think it, that's and what it's, creates the obsessions. Yeah. You don't want to be yeah. obsessed with this. Like, yeah. if anything, you want to avoid it and go Mm self-awareness do i feel full do i have like in general good foods in my diet Mm. yeah am i craving sugar at night (laughs) (laughs) so it's intuitive really yeah like your body should be able to tell you when you're hungry if you're satisfied you know yeah so it's listening to your own cues yeah 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 Mm. and that's that's where a lot of the coaching side of it comes in with nutrition is Mm. that People like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I eat this, I feel this way. Um, just not being very, not not being reflective enough. And then the education side of it of, well, what is in the food you're eating? What, mm-hmm. How much protein are you eating? How much sugar are you consuming without knowing it? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's a big one, eh? It like is a big one, People don't yeah. realize how much sugar is in what they consider to be healthy foods. Uh, I don't know, like take, for example, I suppose a muesli bar. Yeah, yeah. lots you know. of sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some yogurts. Yeah, um, yeah that's a yeah. big one again. Yeah. You you probably know a lot about this being type yes, 1 diabetic because you've got to pay so much attention to that. Yeah. Or like I'll eat something and just assume it doesn't have sugar in it and then my sugars will spike and I'm like, why has that happened? And then I'm like, wow, that xyz food had a lot of sugar. i have to be I, I reflect back and i'm like oh okay i had that and then i'll go and check and i'm like oh my gosh crazy yep. yeah yeah oh, yeah that's interesting mm. yeah huh we don't want to talk about shitting and running do we because I... we've talked about that and it's fiber guys don't eat fiber do you think that's all of it though <laughs> before you race is it i think we could talk about it we could go through a couple of things on that, and then it's uh, medical advice. Okay, you want to? Okay, all right. Okay, okay. So, uh, we have a few people in our running group that have issues um, with going to the bathroom <laughs> multiple times during a run. <coughs> Same route, <laughs> five um, times. <laughs> uh, what can you suggest um, in terms of mitigating that or helping with that? <laughs> yeah. So. Other people have this problem too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Actually, I have had this problem in the past. Yeah. To be honest. I, I Wouldn't most runners be able to say that they've had, like, they've been out running and then all of a sudden, you know, like, they've needed to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. So being aware of running around mealtimes or eating too close to going for a run, particularly if you're eating fat and fiber, because those are triggers for your guts to move the contents through. Mm. So you, if you're thinking, I'll have an apple that has fiber in it, um, yeah. There's there's just a bunch of things that you might not realize. So even just like coffee with whole milk in it. So you've got the caffeine that's going to speed things up and you got the fats there as well. Just asking for a disaster. <laughs> asking for trouble, yeah. yeah. Um, the other one is that insoluble, soluble fiber again. So mm-hmm. insoluble is going to speed you up, soluble will slow you down. And then the other solution there is just to reduce that. Now, that's not considered a healthy diet. Yeah. That's like one-off kind of preparing for a race. Mm. The other thing to consider is gut irritants. So if you have intolerances or allergies that you're just low-level, not really aware of, Mm -hmm. then you want to think about that. Some, Some examples are like dairy and lactose, wheat, gluten. The other one that catches people out is the sugar alcohols. So the sweeteners, yeah, they oh. the sugar free or you know low low sugar stuff. Yeah, they quite often put uh, sugar alcohol in that. So that's something like sorbitol that oh. can act as a laxative. Wow. Okay, that's a good one for me to note because I have a lot of sweeteners. Although I have yeah. switched to stevia. Does it have the same? No, stevia is slightly different. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So you should get a should have. Yeah, that shouldn't affect. Shouldn't have that laxative effect. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. With, with in with the insoluble. Oh gosh, the, insoluble fiber. fiber. Yeah, that's the one that doesn't make you go to the bathroom. That is the one that does. Okay, if for soluble fiber, then would you recommend eating before a run something like that to slow it down? No, because fiber is still a trigger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, with the fiber, you're trying to go low fiber in the meal before your run yeah and then in general in your diet you should be you should still have a reasonable bout of fiber it's just getting a balance between those two mm-hmm. so that you've got good bowel movements pretty much mm-hmm. so you'd probably recommend grabbing something like just a, a carb then pre before a run yeah yeah, yeah. you want to go carbs before a run sorry can i ask a dumb question sure there's Let's... no dumb questions Hayden. <laughs> Can you give me an example of a soluble fiber and an insoluble fiber? I've got no idea what you're talking about. Like some foods that... Yeah. So, yeah. Some foods? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a, a lot of your vegetables... Like kumara and sweet potato, what would they be? I mean, kumara and potato. The, the more insoluble than soluble. A lot of your leafy greens are insoluble. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> oats? So what was oats? And, and oats, oats are soluble. Soluble, yeah. How about... Like just bread? No, that's not yeah, fibrous. It, it depends on how refined it is. Okay. So if it's more refined, you're going to have more of a, a slowing down effect, a constipation effect, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than if it's um, less refined where it's got more of the fiber in it. Mm. Yeah. Is it the same as high GI and low GI? Like, no. no. Okay, don't, okay, don't worry then. Sorry. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> different. With that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We can cut that out. Okay. I just was wondering okay. if that was like soluble and insoluble as high, like, yeah. No, okay. no. It, it will have an effect on GI, but it's um, fibers 
things you don't digest. Yeah, okay. Yeah. In general, like, you want to be looking for patterns, though. So Mm -hmm. is it just running that you have a problem with? Mm -hmm. Or in general, do you have problems with bowel movements? (laughs) What is is normal? What is a normal amount of time to... Amount of like how many times should you be going to the bathroom a day? Because what you think is normal, how you might not be. Yeah, so three times a day is the high end of normal. Which, okay, I'm going to talk about pooping here. So, because like when I am training high volume, I'm eating large amounts. So then I'm having to shit more. But then when I'm not, then obviously I'm not having to go as much. Yeah. Yeah. Can you take that out? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No. I'd rather not have people know about that. No, no. <laughs> no, people will be able to relate to that. I can talk about my, yeah. my situations there. I'd say I'd go three times a day when I'm training. Okay, yeah. 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 And, and not necessarily, I don't even know if it's because of the amount of food I'm consuming mm-hmm. or to do with my metabolism's higher or whatever because of my volume of training. Yeah, so because your volume of training is higher and you have to eat more Mm -hmm. because you need the energy requirements, you are going to be eating more fiber, Mm. which comes out the other end. Yeah. So like, okay. Yeah. You're not going to, if you, if you eat more, you shit more. Yeah. 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 Okay. But then five times a day is a bit excessive. Five times in a run is excessive. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, get some help, man. (laughs) Yeah. So if, if you, if you've, been if you go looking for patterns in these things so what are your triggers is it just the running is it what you're eating beforehand is it your diet in general because you get it more than when you're just running if you can't find any patterns that help you resolve the problem you do want to talk to a doctor about it like yeah um you Mm. don't want to have like just a general irritable bowel like it's just it's not nice Mm. yeah no Yeah. yeah Uh, I have one more question about what is the biggest mistake that you think runners make in regards to nutrition? There's too many to question, But I don't know. Because you coach them. And so do people often have the same kind of yeah, like, issue come up of like under fueling where they're not eating enough or maybe they're over? I, I would say runners probably tend to under fuel more than over fuel. Hmm. But then you also get the uh, wanting to drink sports drinks and electrolytes when you don't actually need to. So, yeah. 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 And I think that's the power of social media. And you think you need all these things to perform now. You know, you need all the flash electrolytes. And I, before my last marathon, I took these little like electrolyte tablet thing. Like they were pills. Yeah, that were electrolytes. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, and you know, like I just feel like I need all the things to be able to perform, but don't necessarily. Yeah, you want everything. Yeah, you want to focus on the basics first, and then personalize from there. Um, What Mm. works for other people doesn't work for everyone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just one more question from me. Sorry. What? And this might not be a nutrition question, so sorry if it isn't. But cramp. Cream. Cramp. Cream. Cream. Cramp. Cramp. Like, how do you deal with cramp? Oh, <laughs> is there, like, foods muscle, that you can... Muscle like, cramp. Is there, is there something cream. you can take to stop cramp? Mm. Yeah, so maintaining hydration helps, yeah. obviously. Salt is going to help a little bit. Otherwise, 
food actually helps quite well mm. in that situation. Okay. Um, um, I watch a, a lot of NBA basketball, mm-hmm. and when when a, when a when a player um, like cramps up, they give him pickle juice. Pickle juice, high yeah. in sodium. <laughs> yeah, high yeah, in sodium. Too. You can yeah. drink. Yeah, people like you. I used to drink pickle juice. I don't yeah. anymore, yeah. but yeah, so yeah. That's a proven thing. I, I don't know that it's proven, but yeah. like if it works for someone, then go for it. Because it's at high salt content, right? And the yeah. sodium. I yeah. mean, I don't know if there's and potassium in there it's too. Probably got some energy in there as well. Yeah, having been with the pickles. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally see that. When I first moved to New Zealand, I have never lived in a place so humid before, and I would wake up in the middle of the night with some gnarly Charlie horses because, or sorry, cramping. You guys don't call those Charlie horses? <laughs> no, not heard that before. Oh, Charlie horses. <laughs> um, and you think we have weird sayings? Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but I figured I was like, oh, I'm probably just not getting enough like salt and electrolyte. So then I went to the torpedo seven and bought some tailwind because i knew i needed it yeah i should have gone to track trail and fish well you know i didn't now. know i didn't know they existed then i kept calling <laughs> torpedo seven turbo seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so a, a good t- tip for hydration mm-hmm. and a, a little bit for the electrolytes as well is to know your sweat rate mm. so doing trying out a few times of weighing yourself before a run and after to take account of how much water you've lost. Obviously, you've got to do that minimal clothing and mm, dry yourself so off. interesting. I can weigh like a, a kg less after a run. Oh, and uh, so that goes back to what I was saying about my leggings. Sweat, sweating yeah. lots. Yeah. So what you're aiming for in a race is to minimize that sweat loss to less than 2% of your body weight. Hmm. So if you know your sweat rate going into a race, you can do your hydration plan based off that. Are there resources around that? Because that seems like a complicated well, equation. No, no, you no. Just no. weigh yourself before. Weigh yourself before and after. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you weigh, I don't know, fifty nine kgs before a run, yeah. and then fifty eight kgs after. But then, how much am yeah. I consuming? Yeah. So you weigh, that? weigh that as well and add that back in. Oh. So weigh yourself what? before or after, weigh your water bottle before and after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so like if I just did have so take that example, right? Yeah. Fifty nine to fifty eight. So I've lost a kg and I haven't drank at all on my run, right? Okay. So is that would you say then that I needed to I drink a litre, right? During my run? You you'd be aiming to because but that depends on what is comfortable to do. Yeah, because that tells me that I've lost a litre of, yeah. of, yeah. of liquid because yeah. I haven't I yeah. haven't consumed any liquid on my yeah. run. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes more that, sense. That's what you're going for. Yeah. Uh, bearing in mind, on a longer race, you would be picking up the fact that you've burnt fuel as well. Mm. So for shorter distances, that'll give you an idea of your sweat rate. On longer mm. distances, is not as accurate. Yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. That's really interesting. Cool. Uh, Ellen, is there anything else that you want to talk about the other thing i would want to mention Mm -hmm. on hydration is knowing whether you're dehydrated is important how do you know pee color pee color yeah but best way to tell yeah but you know like on a run and you're out and i don't know if this is true okay myth or is this the truth once you're thirsty it's almost it's really too late potentially yeah yeah Yeah. so knowing knowing beforehand and then drinking to plan Mm -hmm. 
because mm. um, yeah people have different thirst responses some people don't notice when they're getting dehydrated and that they need a drink fascinating and it gets worse as you get older yeah yeah yeah. What you get like you you that thirst response gets blunted as you get yeah. older. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's why there's so, more urinary tract infections. Really? I mean a part of it. They're not getting that cue to take a sip of water and yeah. be more hydrated. Yeah, wow. yeah. 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 So maintaining good hydration so that you go into races and training hydrated mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah, yeah, and coffee and tea is not something that's gonna hydrate you. It, it does, but like you gotta take into effect can't that it is a diuretic yeah 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 it's a good point i like that one cool thanks alan that was super interesting i found that really informative yeah i did too yeah Yeah. okay should we finish Um, up i think i think what we learned is that um like nutrition and hydration is it's really truly individual to each person Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yes and what it's going to take for runners is a lot of trialing and there's going to be a lot of errors. So, um, yeah, and yeah. There, there's help out there too. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of it is just problem solving mm. of being aware of what the problems actually are and how to fix them. Yeah. 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 And it's absolutely personalized. Like, you, it's very hard to give general advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's truly individual, so no. Cool. Um, Thank you for your time today, Ellen. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Thanks so much, Ellen, for joining us today. We honestly appreciate it so much. Good luck at the Whangarei half. We know you're going to absolutely smash it. Uh, Two-hour 50 goal. Gone. Totally. You got this, gal. Mm -hmm. All right. So thanks to our listener. Thanks to our show sponsor, Trek Trail and Fish. Get your nutrition at Trek Trail and Fish. Totally. Yep. <laughs> you should. Yep. Yep. Uh, please tell your mates about Run Adjacent. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Run Adjacent. And your call to action this week is if you are interested on coming on the pod for a chat, please message Hayden um, at Run Adjacent on Instagram, which is probably the easiest way. And until next time, (laughs) happy running! (laughs) (laughs) He's like, fuck, I hate (laughs) the (laughs) word. God, (laughs) he has all respect for us.